Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. She's an icon, a local hero of sorts, and the rest of the world really came to know Sister Jean during the 2018 NCAA tournament when the Ramblers upset Miami. We are talking about Sister Jean from Loyola, born in 1919. Oh, my gosh. You've seen the Great Depression, World War II. In fact, when the Golden Gate Bridge was built, Sister Jean, you you crossed it on foot for the opening? Absolutely. They opened it to pedestrians the first day, and my mom and dad, um, well, no, just my mom and I walked across it. I think it cost about a quarter, or it cost me a nickel. <laughs> so they said that as soon as the bridge was paid for, no one would ever have to pay any more. But that isn't true. They have <laughs> yeah. to continue to maintain the bridge. And so I think the fare is up to like $10 a round trip now. That was the last time I was in California, it was that much. So, But it was a thrill to do that because often on Sunday afternoon, my dad would take us out in our car and we would watch the fellas working because they never stopped. They had so much twining to do of the cables that were on the bridge and it was just fun to see how much work they accomplished every week and we were of course disappointed we didn't have the ferry boats anymore but they're back in service again now too you impress me i can't remember things from 10 years ago you're talking about something from 1937 or or even sooner sister jean is 103 and she has published her first ever book Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First Hundred Years. What, what is one of the things that you've learned in your first hundred years that you could share with the audience that you think is an important message for all of us to hear? Well, I think a great thing that I learned is that whatever I was taught when I was young, I've you know adapted to what I did as I grew older because my mom and dad were great teachers. And I went to good schools. And in the beginning, my mom used to always say, you know, Dad and I love you very much. God loves you even more. So you love Dad and me. So you have to love God, too. And you have to talk to God. So actually, prayer is talking to God. So we were doing that very early in life. Besides that, my mom and Dad were very conscious of people of uh, different cultures, and we were taught to be kind to everybody so that culture didn't make a difference to us. But that wasn't just our perception of life. Everybody lived that way in those days, and we had different kinds of people living in San Francisco just as every big city did. So that carrying that lesson through my whole life has been very helpful. Sister Jean, in 1994, you were named the chaplain of the Loyola men's basketball team, and and you called yourself the booster shooter. Tell everybody what your job was that year, what you were expected to do. Well, in that particular year, I actually um, retired from Loyola, and 
the president said to me, well, I know what you can do. You can help the basketball team, both the men's and women's, because sometimes they're just hanging on the edge of a sea, and we don't want them to go below. Otherwise, we have to tell them they can't play. So I decided to call myself the booster shooter. So every young man and every young woman who had a C grade had to see me every once a week. And I wasn't their advisor. I was just what I call their booster shooter because I would encourage them. I would look at their assignments to see that they were done properly and that they were on the right track. Didn't rewrite anything for them or tell them how to rewrite. We just talked about it. But then in two years, they didn't need me anymore because their grades were fine. They were getting B's and higher. And so then the um, chaplain uh, retired. He was a Jesuit, and he felt it was time for him to retire. So they asked if I would like to be the chaplain to the men's basketball team. I said, well, I've never done that before, but I'll try. And so here I am still doing it today. Here you are at 103 with a, a new book out and your your images on socks and bobbleheads and there's a Lego statue and you become a face that most Americans are familiar with. But in Chicago, obviously, we treasure you and know you. And uh, you, you have said that you've seen so many changes in the last 102, 103 years, but the important things remain the same. What are those important things? Well, the important things that remain the same in our life are our values, so that when digital media has changed so much, we have to carry our ethical values that we've had all our life into that area of communication. So each thing has its own uh, little set of rules, as it were. But when we transition from one thing to the other, you don't drop everything you continue the good that's there and you drop off what's not so good. So I think I think that's the, the values are the most important things that we don't change. And um, people who have values are people who live with a purpose as well. And we encourage that among our students here at Loyola too because we go by the Ignatian values of taking care of ourselves, taking care of our neighbors, being globally responsible, being sustainable. So there are lots of things that remain the same after many years and continue on. And Sister Jean, you still have students popping in your office every day. And some people are very critical of people in that generation. You know, for some reason, I hear a lot of a lot of things said that are negative about 15-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20, 25-year-olds. What do you want to say about them and those kids that pop in your office every day? Well, I enjoy that. In fact, I had did very little of my office work today because we have a game tonight, and they're popping in and saying, are you excited about the game, Sister Jean? And I said, yes. And then someone else came and said, are you going to the game? And I said, where do you think I'd be spending this night if I didn't go to the game? <laughs> and we, we just chat back and forth like that. And um, it, it's just fun talking to them. And uh, I always say to them, you know, it's up to you, too. You're the fans. 
you, you can make or break a game, but we want you to make it tonight. We we really want to win tonight. Sister, do so, people ever ask but, you for free tickets? <laughs> oh, students get the students don't have to pay anything. Oh, okay. So all they all they have to do is show, go to their uh, ticket office at least two days ahead of time and show their ID, and they get a ticket. And the fun thing is that their tickets are general admission, so it doesn't put a seat on. But I'm telling you, they're waiting out in line about two hours ahead of time to get the seats they like to sit in, and they don't want to change those. I think they have a little superstition, but they don't use that word with me. (laughs) They they, they're out there, and the other day as I passed by, I said, who's number one tonight? And three of them raised their hands <laughs> to be first in line. But they're sitting there doing their work, waiting, and that's real fun. And I think COVID had a lot to do with that because over 50% of our students um, were um, doing things in their schools and not being able to go to games, as we were not able to go to games here, had cardboard uh, cutouts sitting in the seats, which were not like real people. And so they're so anxious to be here, to go to games, to participate in activities, to um, uh, also just just to be with each other. Right. I think they're doing well socially. Of course, every school has its own uh, few problems um, with getting students back to normal, but whatever normal is, is, is coming back. It and really these is. Students, and these students like to go to class. This is, they, that's great. Because and they, they like to see they, you. They like to know that you're there. They're excited you're going to be at the game tonight. Sister Jean, thank you so much for joining us on the show. You're always an inspiration. Well, thank you for inviting me. I've loved every minute of chatting with you. You are welcome back every Friday if you want to join us. Her book is Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned My First 100 Years from Loyola. That is Sister Jean, 103 years old. May we all be (laughs) in that shape at 103. Let's tell Don Lemon that she's in her prime. Yeah, amen. Steve has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. 